Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Just, uh, again, good to see all you guys. We haven't, we haven't talked in a while, but uh, sitting up here 6-2 and two after eight games, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm pleased with, um, you know, the way things are going internally, you know, the coaching staff, personnel staff. Uh, the entire organization just has been on the same page throughout the season this far, which, which I'm very pleased with. And, um, you know, again, we're 6-2. We're and two. You know, we've done a lot of good things. You know, I think everybody would agree there's still some – meat on the bone in areas where we can improve. But, um, you know, we got nine games to go. There's a long way to go, but uh, I'm pleased with where we are right now. You know, obviously we we made a move with Kadarius last week. You know, I'll just echo what, what Dave said on that. You know, it's a move that was made, um, the best decision for the organization, you know, for where we are. And, um, you know, I'll probably just leave it at that. There's really not a lot more for me to add on that. But, um, again, just Excited, happy for the, the coaching staff. That I think they've done a hell of a job. Um, the amount of players we've had, you know, come in and out of the, the building since the start of the season, whether it was due to injuries or just trying to upgrade. And, you know, they continue to answer the bell and get those players ready. And, you know, some of those guys have went out there and made played meaningful staps for us and, you know, have helped us get to where we are today at 6-2. and two. So uh, with that being said, uh, you know, I'll just open up for questions for you guys. I'm sure you got a lot. How close did you get to maybe doing something? Yeah, I mean, again, today is the end of it. It's the trade deadline, but th these conversations are ongoing. I mean, I'll go back to some of the players that have been mentioned, you know, uh, in the media that were, you know, we had talks in August with teams about some of those guys uh, that met some of the parameters that we were looking at. So, yeah, there, there were some conversations. And, again, part of, part of my job and our, our personnel staff is, you know, it's to assign value to players, whether it's in – free agency, what you're going to pay a player, you know, what round you're going to put a player in the draft. Um, you know, if you're going to trade for a player, what, what value are you comfortable with? And, you know, we had several conversations with, with teams on, you know, multiple positions and um, just, you know, the, the price point didn't match up and, you know, things, you know, just didn't work out. But, you know, we were active with phone calls and, you know, trying to improve the roster, which we'll continue to do. Joe, the picks that you got for Kadarius, were they always going to be banked for April or was there a possibility of using them? in the following weeks? Yeah, no, we, we were open to, you know, again, if, if something made sense, you know, regardless of position, um, you know, we, we explored a, a lot of opportunities. We, we've been on the phone, um, you know, a lot the few last, you know, few days, but not just the last few days. Like these calls, again, have been, you know, going on for, you know, I would go back to August on some of these players that we identified under certain parameters, um, you know, years left, contract structure, you know, where we were in terms of salary cap. You know that would make sense for us, and just you know the value. You know you got to have two to two to tangle in these deals, and you know just different value between you know the other team and where we were. You know just didn't work out for us. You know, how much was 
wide receiver like a target of these conversations you're having and how do you feel about the group you have going forward yeah, wide receiver were part of the conversations, but so were, you know, again, we had other, I'm not going to go in every position that we were talking about. Again, we were, we were just trying to add good players, whether it was front line or, or depth players. So, you know, the, the problem is there's, there's a lot of teams that are still in it, you know, where we are um, in the season. So not a lot of teams are sellers, um, you know, teams are banged up. So they're just, there's not a surplus of players that are available. It's a small pool and, you know, it only takes one team to, to outbid you or, or go higher. But, um, you know, where we are receiver-wise, again, um, you know, the guys have played, um, you know, had good games, bad games. You know, Jacksonville, we'd like to have some of those, those back and, you know, some of those drops. But, um, you know, Kenny's hopefully coming back soon. Um, fingers are crossed he'll be back for, for Houston. So it'd be good to get a look at him again. Um, you know, again, I'm, I'm, hope, I'm hopeful for him, you know, against Houston. How did you balance you guys having six wins right now and feeling like you might need to add to capitalize on your start versus keeping the big picture in mind and what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, again, I when we when we made the, the you know the Tony move, we talked to the captains and you know let them know we're always going to try to win. Like Dayball and I are super competitive and we're always going to try to do what's best for the organization. But again, you got to put a value. You just can't be reckless with those you know the draft picks, the future capital. You know where we are as we as we build this team. Again, there's there's a lot of players that are that are here that we like. Um, some were here before I got here that have done a really good job for us, and they're good players. So, um, you know, just just being smart. You know, we didn't want to be reckless with it. And again, if there was an opportunity where we could make a move that would help us this year, we were definitely open to it. Joe, if you think back to where you were before the game in Nashville, what you thought about what this team you've had together to now sitting at six and two. Um, has your has your opinion of what you have here dramatically changed because the team is six and two? I mean, probably not what you thought was going to happen after eight games. And you look at it and say, "Well, geez, we're a lot better," or you kind of still keeping what you thought before? Yeah, I think I think I said this to you guys in August. Like, you know, I made the you know it's going to be an overreaction after week one, one way or the other way. Um, it, it takes four to five weeks, I think, to truly figure out who your team is. And what I'll tell you about our team is. You know, there's a lot of tough dudes that care about each other and love football. I mean, that's that's the only thing. I, I thought we had some tough guys. I knew we had some competitive guys. I, I knew we had some good players. Just you never know how those guys are going to gel. And when adversity strikes, what's that going to look like? And, you know, Daniel's got five fourth quarter comebacks. Now, it, it's a team effort, but, you know, the guys are resilient. They don't give up. You guys have seen the games. We get into the fourth quarter, and we've been able to come out with some wins. So um, I think the talent is the same. I think the way they gelled is, you know, what was a little bit of an unknown, you know, leaving training camp. You just didn't know how they were, how they were going to react in the heat of battle. And I, I think they've done a good job, and they're fun to watch, and they compete for 60 minutes. I'm, I'm really proud of the guys. Well, you mentioned yeah. Daniel. What have you seen from him over the, the start of the season? How is that? Have you changed your evaluation? I think Daniel's done a good job. You know, I always look at got to have it moments, third downs, fourth quarters when you got to have it. And I think he's he's answered the bell in a lot of those situations. And he's the same guy he was, you know, the, the day we got here in terms of, you know, again, it's, it's their time off. He's in here at 7.30 this morning having breakfast. It didn't surprise me a bit. So he's a gym rat. He's always around. And, you know, again, I think, I think he's done a good job leading the team this year. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't.
Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with Some everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or, like, put a sign in your yard, but... All right, so what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Playmaker like uh, like a Christian McCaffrey was. Yeah, listen, Saquon's a great kid. He's tough. You know, he's obviously talented. It's it's a team game. I think uh, him being healthy this year, you, you've you've kind of seen um, who he is and what he can do. You know, whether it's catching the ball or running the ball. But um, you know, again, it's you know credit to the offensive line, the receivers blocking for him, and he's taking advantage of those opportunities with his God-given gifts too, and and helped us a lot. So I'm I'm pleased with where Saquon is. Obviously, neither has a contract after this year. Mm-hmm. How much does that weigh on you? Because you only get one franchise tag, and they're both playing very well. Yeah, listen, there's there's nine games left, so it's an ongoing evaluation for everybody on the roster. You know, it, not just you know Saquon and Daniel being UFAs. Obviously, those are two important players to, to where we are right now. But um, yeah, it's a it's a constant evaluation, and we still have nine games left. How open are you to potentially extending one of them or taking care of one of them, or both of them, before the season is over? Yeah, we'll have those meetings this week. We'll talk about it if we want to, you know, we had to get through the trade deadline today and those conversations, and we'll kind of circle up with some strategy meetings as we move forward on, you know, contract extensions and if we may or may not do anybody. But if I did, I would, like, this would be the week, you know, I would I would want to entertain it during the bye week, and then I, I probably won't do anything after that. I don't want anything to be a distraction to the players or the organization. So, you know, if we do something, it would be, you know, probably before Monday with with any of our guys. I'm not just saying saying him, but um, when we have those conversations. You obviously said going back to August, you've had these conversations about players on other teams and the idea of assigning values. The closer you got to the trade deadline and the more you guys kept winning, the idea that you're sitting here at 6-2, and two, was it any more difficult for you to not veer from the course you've set right now? whether it's changing value or putting more emphasis on adding to this team because of where you're at now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's you have to step back and honestly evaluate the roster too. Like you can get caught up in the, hey, we won the game. You know, yeah, but we were also down 17-3 to in the game at some point or we were down. You know, you got to step back and look at it for what it is. And again, there's several positions where, you know, you look at maybe we don't have a lot of depth or, you know, maybe we're getting a little bit older or, you know, what's best for the future in a three to four year window. Like you're always analyzing that or what's just better for this year. So we, we had conversations with other teams for guys with expiring contracts this year. Um, again, like obviously the value being a little bit lower, you know, guys that expire next year or win a contract for two years. So you take that all into account at all the positions when you're making these, making these calls. But again, there's not this surplus of players that are available, you know, if that makes sense. Is it any more challenging to do things for the future when your quarterback situation is so unsettled? Like if you had Daniel signed for five years, would that change things? The fact that you don't know what that position is going to look like next year? 
No, I don't think so. Because again, like if the val if if the value we assign to a player or position matches up with something we're comfortable giving up for that player, you know, I, I would have done it now and Daniel's up. You know, it's not going to change if he's under contract for five years. Um, we'll still look to be you know aggressive to upgrade the roster if we have the resources and it makes sense. Jay, Jay said you've had strategy meetings this week to talk about possible extensions for some guys. I mean, have you? Have you made a decision on Daniel that you would like him to be here beyond this year? We've got nine games left, again, for, for all these guys. It's going to be a continuing evaluation. Um, you know, we'll talk through it, what the market looks like. You know, we'll have those meetings. But, um, you know, it's going, to be a, it's going to be an ongoing evaluation. You know, we've had Daniel for eight games. Joe, your, your, um, your team was 6-1 and one before this, so 6-1 hmm. and one, um, TV. The stats say 6-1 and one teams make the playoffs like, you know, 85-whatever percent of the time. Um, should this team make the playoffs now, do you think? We're just focused on Houston. I mean, it's, it's week to week. It's week to week. Yeah, so we're, we're six and two. We've got nine games left. You know, a lot can change. We're just one week at a time with this group. And again, like, I appreciate their preparation. You know, they've, they've had a good week of practice every week. You know, they're, they're pros, um, the work they're putting in. And, you know, I think the results are showing on Sunday because of the preparation that they're putting in during the week. Excluding Daniel and Saquon, are there guys that you would like to get extended this week? There's some guys we're going to talk about. I mean, you can look at our UFAs and some of the guys that we could potentially extend. So, um, yeah, we're going to have those conversations. But, again, you're, you're balancing. You know, we're eight games in. There's nine to go. And, you know, again, um, you know, certain players will hey, maybe you want to play it out and see if you can up your value or, you know, take guarantees now. There, there's a lot that goes into it. But, you know, we'll, we'll focus on that stuff later on in the week as, as we go through it. And, you know, again, some people may not have appetite for extensions. Like I said, they may want to hit free agency in the open market. So. Um, we'll see, but we'll go through all of our UFAs, the guys with expiring contracts, and talk through each one of them. And was your cap situation limited amount at any problem in terms of wanting to maybe make a deal that way, where if you had more cash to do it, you could have done there it? There were a couple of players where it just wasn't going to work out. Like, yeah, financially, it just we couldn't do it, and a, and a team wasn't going to buy down the money. Or, you know, if they, if they did, they would want, you know, a higher pick, and it just didn't make sense for expiring contracts. So. Yeah, we, again, we went through, there's a lot of scenarios and a lot of different players that we talked about and, um, you know, just couldn't come to, you know, land the plane on some of them where it was, a, you know, both teams agreed on the compensation. Joe, now that the cap, now the trading deadline is passed, is the cap situation for the future now to the point where you think it can do more things next year? Yeah, I think, I mean, when the season's over, I think we'll be in, in much better shape um, will we get through the season without having to push it down, push a little bit more down the road? We're not trending that way. Um, you know, these practice squad elevations cost you. Uh, these players going on IR cost you money. So I'm crossing my fingers that we don't have to do it again. But um, you know, we'll see. Again, we got nine games left, so um, I, I would like to not have to convert any more money. That was a break glass scenario from from when I got here, and we've just had to do it. But um, regardless, if we do, hopefully it's minimal, and you know, we'll still be in good shape. You know, going into 2023. The rest of the NFC East play an impact at all with four teams now in contention for the playoffs. Did that impact you at all in terms of moves that you could potentially make? Yeah, I mean, there's some good teams. Yeah, I mean, the NFC East, there's some good teams in the NFC East and NFC in general. So just always trying to upgrade the roster. I mean, that's always in mind, you know, winning division. But, um, yeah, just where we were and, you know, where could we improve, I'm always going to look at that. So. Joe, obviously when Odell <laughs> dropped in here a few weeks ago, you know, Created a, lot, a bit of a stir. Do you have any interest in him? I mean, he's a free agent. You can talk about him if you. 
I had no idea he was in the building until he was out of the building. So, uh, no, obviously, you know, he's been a good player. He's a guy, you know, we would consider and talk to um, when he's healthy. Uh, I think he did the ACL in, in February, so um, not sure really where he is, um, you know, physically. But, yeah, any player that will upgrade the roster, we're going we're gonna to consider and have conversations with their representatives. What would you say the idea that he would like to come back here? Does he? I don't know. You tell me. You guys probably talk to him more than me. Say he does. <laughs> That's a hypothetical. Yeah, then we would be, I mean, he's a good player from what I've evaluated. If he's healthy, then he's a, you know, if, if a player's healthy and they would help us win football games, we will, we will pursue them if they fit, um, you know, what we're looking for. What was, what was ownership's opinion of staying relatively quiet, especially on like the buying front at the deadline here? Yeah, Dave's and I are in constant communication with with ownership on on everything we do. So um, I've kept them in the loop on all the conversations we had and, and what we were looking for. And you know they were they were supportive in everything we were doing. There was yeah they've, they've been abreast of everything. Joe, we've actually had a lot of questions about buying. Did you have other besides Kadarius? Did you have other offers? Were people calling to see if you were selling anybody else? And did you have to resist anything to keep this? Team That's a good question. Um, we we got a call on one player. Um, on on Monday, and it was a hard no. So, <laughs> which player? I'm not gonna say which player, but it's a good player. We've gone this far with, with like obeying the Kadarius mandate, but like, can I at least ask like why <laughs> why now versus like maybe just nine more games and then revisit after the season? Yeah, it was the best decision in the organization. Uh, again, everybody was Dave's and I talk all the time. I know he mentions that to you guys. We talk about everything. And at the end of the day, you know, I think it was best for, you know, both parties. What do you say to the idea that you're 6-2, and two, though, and the, big, the totality of it all is you got rid of a player and you didn't add any players when you're 6-2? and two? Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't disagree. I understand your, the way the train of thought there, but this particular move was, was the best for the organization. And we'll continue to look. I mean, we'll continue to add players to the roster, the practice squad. Um, you know, again, the, the rookie class, you know, I'm, I'm proud of those guys. I mean, they're number four in rookie playtime right now. I think we're getting a good contribution from those guys. Um, they'll continue to get better. Um, you know, we did a study. I think this is a testament to the coaching staff, not to go on a tangent on that, but just the, the players and continue to look. We, we lead the league with 12 players um, that were not here in September that have played offensive, defensive snaps for us. Um, you know, whether it's Jalen Smith, Moreau, Tyree Phillips started a right tackle. You know, a testament to our coaching staff to bring. We're bringing in new players, and they got to stay here late hours and get these guys ready to play. And you know, a lot of those guys have played winning football for us. So, um, again, the pro scouting staff has done a great job as well. You know, identifying these players, upgrading the practice squad, and you know, those players have filled in admirably and you know helped us to get to where we are. So, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that. So, yeah, we didn't add one, but you know, the coaching staff's done a great job with what we've been. Uh, trying to bring in to, to backfill some of the roster. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Darius subject, he says he's healthy, right? Uh, he's going there and he's healthy now, and he says he was 
was he kind of hinted that he wasn't injured here. What did you say? Uh, he was going to practice on Thursday, so I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess he was healthy. He was going to practice on Thursday. Joe, you talked to us a lot before the season, and you said, you know, there's some good players, and you know, there was a, there was a gap between the number of good players and the number of not so good players, and I'm just wondering. When you look at this point of the season, are you at all surprised where you are? Um, again, it, it's hard to tell early in the year, and this is my point, just trying to figure out who the team is, who they're going to be. And we got some fighters on this roster. And as a whole, as a collective, you know, on game day, the, the 53, the practice squad, um, they competed their tails off and they play well together, um, they play complimentary football. So, again, like, yeah, maybe early on in the year, maybe the middle class, you know, the roster maybe wasn't where I thought it should be. I, you know, I think it's we've upgraded a little bit um, in the next man mentality up with, with the injuries that we've had. You know, I think, again, back to the coaching staff and the, the pro scouting staff have done a great job of bringing players in that have, have answered the bell when their number was called. I mean, the one game where McLeod's out there, I think it was Green Bay over there in London, McLeod, and, you know, Lane comes in and makes a play. So... Again, one guy was in Pittsburgh in training camp, one guy was in Buffalo in training camp, and you know they're making plays for us in the fourth quarter. So um, I think we've upgraded the back end of the roster, and those guys have stepped up when opportunity called. You know Brian well, obviously. You're probably the main reason why he's here. Um, um, so you had a lot of faith in him. Um, mm -hmm. Has he done more you know, in this first half of his first season as a head coach? You know, what, what do you assess that? Obviously, you had confidence in him, but is there even more there? Yeah, I think, I think Dave's has done a great job. I think... Um, kind of what you're seeing now, you know, he's, he's a good leader. He's done a good job. I, I think he did a phenomenal job with his staff. You know, again, I think Mike Kafka's done a good job. T-Mac on special teams, Wink, you know, having a veteran defensive coordinator that, you know, has played in games, playoff games, whatever it may be, um, and handle that side of the ball. He's done a good job. So, yeah, I mean, I think Dave's and I have great communication. That where it's, that's where it starts. You know, we're, we're constantly talking about not just 2022, but, you know, beyond how, how different roster moves will affect us. You know, looking into the future, but also you know, laser focused on today. So, um, I think he's done a good job, and his, his staff's done a really good job. And you know, again, I go back to, you don't know how difficult it is for you know these players that have been here all spring and August. You know, it's tough enough for them to know the playbook, but to bring in new guys and two weeks later they're they're playing on a Sunday. Um, again, it's it's very difficult to do, and his staff's done a good job of that. So, um, I'm happy with you know Dave's and his staff. What do you think is the most impressive part about what he's done? Is it is it the game day coaching? Is it the off field leadership? You know, what what's impressed you most? Yeah, I would say both. And you know, we that's what you look at. You know, there there has been a couple times with one or two times ten guys on the field, but there you know the clock management, the time management in games, um, I think has been very good. Um, you know, th those are things that that he can control in game. You know, I think has been really good. And then yeah, just leadership. You know, being himself, he's not trying to be anybody like. Dave's today is the same guy that I worked with the last five years and um, the same guy I worked with in Miami. So he's not trying to be somebody somebody else. He's very comfortable in his skin and he's got very good leadership, you know, not just amongst the team, but the staff and in, in the entire organization. The way the staff came together, you end up having a lot of guys in Kansas City. You have a coordinator in Kansas City, coordinator from Baltimore, and then a heavy Buffalo influence, obviously. Have you been able to see those three winning cultures come together and and what is that like in a room when you – does it ever get discussed off three places? Yeah, it is. And, like, before we played Baltimore, like, you like to pick – you know, Wink, I pick his brain on Baltimore because, again, it's, it's historically they've – year in, year out, you know, they're competing 
um, you know, for playoffs and championships. So uh, same thing with Kansas City. Again, you know, Andy Reid and Harbaugh, and, you know, those are very good coaches that, that you look up to and you respect. So, um, yeah, just coming from a winning culture and knowing what it's supposed to look like, you know, the way you lead meetings, the way you practice, the way you do things, you know, I think those are all characteristics that they brought with them. You guys have been winning is sustainable over 17 weeks, every game kind of being six and two. As I was saying, so there's nine more weeks. You think it's the same? Uh, a recipe or not, it's working. So, no, I think, again, like there's nine games that there's things that we know we can improve on. I just, um, I, you know, you can't coach effort, you can't coach toughness. And, and our guys have, you know, they've been tough, they've been competitive, they've been resilient. You know, they're playing their butts off, they're preparing right. Some weeks they're just going to be negative matchups. You know, it's no matter where I've been, there's some games you play like, poof, that's their good against our not so good, and it's going to happen. Or some weeks you just don't have it. It's the NFL. It's there's a lot of parity in the league, and you know we've we've been able not to beat ourselves. You know we had you know we turned it over a couple times on Seattle, but you know there's 11 minutes in the, left in the game, and it's 13 to 13. You know that's that's where we've been a lot this season, and um, we've made more plays than the other team. So um, you know again, I'm just I'm really proud of where the guys are and and the way they're playing and the way they're approaching you know, their craft and, you know, again, whether it's sustainable or not, um, you know, I think, I think we've got some good players here and, you know, I'm looking forward to the final nine games. How much, how much, how much different do you feel about your, you, had, you know, you had eight games, now basically half a season to see them. How much different do you feel about the roster as a whole? And do you feel like maybe you have more building bot players than you had previously? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I think I feel the same about the guys. Again, to me, it was just how everybody came together, you know, how it's, it's still forming. I mean, we're still, we're trying to evolve, um, you know, in different parts of the game, but, you know, I feel the same, you know, the, the players that I thought were, were good players have, have proven to be good players. And, you know, some of the backups have, um, maybe exceeded my expectations, which is good. Again, a testament to the coaching staff, but, um, I've kind of see how, how it was just, we've, we've came together really good and played complimentary football. Hear the word franchise before every position, like franchise quarterback. The other position is franchise left tackle. I'm curious what you think of Andrew Thomas's development because there's a lot of metrics out there that say he's the best in the NFL. Yeah, I think Andrew's been been really good. You know, again, he's you're know, looking at left tackle. He's got feet. He's got length, balance, body control. Um, I think Andrew's playing at a high level. I mean, I, I could go on and on about all the, the strengths and there's you know, the, the weakness box is going to be close to empty. I mean, he's, he's good and he's even a better person and I've really enjoyed working with him. Has your winning adjusted the way you are scouting prospects, like knowing or targeting where you're going to be picking, <clears throat> how much research you maybe are doing on certain guys versus time you're not spending on others? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I, we basically have a top 10 report that I get weekly and it's by position. So I'm trying to tack that entire thing. Like, you know, left if it's a left tackle it's all right I'm still going to go see the guy you know I'm just because you know we got Andrew Thomas or you know Evan Neal's at right tackle I'm still trying to see you know the top 100 prospects if I can um, in person so um, it, it won't affect uh, you know how I'm scouting or who I'm going to see. Joe when you say you, you know you rely on the coaching staff to develop players mm -hmm. I would imagine there are levels of talent of those players you know you go to your whatever guys have been picked in the first round you say okay go develop Saquon Barkley, well, it might be developed a little bit different. It's great coaching. <laughs> it seems like, seems like this staff has been able to develop uh, on several levels. Players who are here, maybe got a clean slate to be here, players that have been brought in. Mm -hmm. How valuable can that be in building a roster when you know you can rely on your staff to 
build up the players that are actually here. Yeah, and that's that's something Coach Parcells used to say to me. Like the quickest way for a head coach to get fired is not develop young talent. And Dave's and I are aligned in that. Like the importance of you know we saw it in Buffalo with some of the young players that are you know contributing for them. And um, you know I'm constantly on him about hey we got to get this guy more playtime or this guy's got to you know in order to keep developing these guys and the coaches have bought into it and it helps when Dave's and I are aligned in that in terms of the young players developing again. There's going to be like growing pains. You know, I mentioned it earlier, just very few rookies are instant coffee when they come in the building and it, it takes time and they have to go through growing pains. But, you know, the good thing is now we're we're winning some games. They're getting valuable play time um, while being able to make some mistakes. We're still able to win some of those games, which will you know pay dividends in the long haul. So, um, yeah, I'm a firm believer in, you know, you know, a lot of good coaches are the ones that can develop, you know, young players. Since you've been here, I assume you could have walked down your block and nobody would have known you. Now that this team is six and two, I mean, has your life changed in any way? Yeah. I got asked that question earlier. It was the, uh, what was the weirdest thing that's happened to you since you've been with the Giants and kind of this, along the same lines. But yeah, I was at uh, Lowe's with my wife not too long ago and I felt like this guy kept looking at me. I'm like, what in the hell's going on? Like, why is this guy creeping around? I'm on the next aisle, and there he is again, the next aisle. And finally, he came up to me. He's like, are you Joe Shane? Can I get a picture with you? And it was in Lowe's, and, you know, I thought it was kind of creepy. And then I realized that the, you know, yeah, it's hard to get used to being out and being recognized. Like, I'm not used to that. I, I haven't gotten used to that. Um, but it's a lot better than booing or dog cussing you or, you know, throwing things at you. So, uh, but no, it's been great so far. Um, you know, again, but yeah, that's, that's hard for me to get used to, for sure. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.